Your girl she Violet is back. Um, it has been a great day for me so far, and I just feel like this is the time to do a podcast because I'm just random with stuff and <laughs> kind of inconsistent, but it's okay. Um, not claiming copyrights to this music that's playing, but it's also a segment from SoundCloud. It's called I'm Back with the Cool Vibes. Um, it's a mix and it's by DJ Prime. Three zero five, and he got a cool little picture here sitting on the porch or something but that's another story um <laughs> i only say that's another story because i also um in my second season i have this theme or this idea of just describing pictures like to the t and I feel like that's going to be something new that I would add to my podcast. It would be very interesting and amazing for you guys. Um, so how are you guys doing? I want to get y'all involved. How's, how's your past week been? How are you sleeping? How are you eating? How are you keeping track of your mental and physical health? Because that is very important and... The only reason why I'm asking you is because, to be honest, like, we need to look out for each other in some way or form. Like, it don't got to be ODOD, but um, it's, it's, it's helpful. It is. It's very helpful. And when I was approaching my teen years, 13, I discovered that I wanted to help people. And I was concerned about other people and like kind of approaching that stage where I cared more about how they thought about me, but then I cared about them. Like I would put myself aside and care about them more. Um, One example was my mother. Um, I had come home from school one day and I saw her like passed out she could not breathe and she was she was passed she was passed out so I froze I'm only you know 13 13 14 so imagine just coming home with your butt bag ready to play outside or play on the Wii and and your mom's just she just passed out on the floor like trying to breathe and I've again I have experienced a lot of traumatic events where I freeze and I I just have to try and gather myself up I immediately called 911 then you have four fire trucks coming down the street and two ambulance and then they're rushing up upstairs and I'm just frantic so I'm like yo is my mom okay is she fine and I realized that like these people even though you know, they look kind of scary because they were big. They were huge, big. They had this huge oxygen tank um, making a whole bunch of noise coming up the stairs. They had the stretcher. They had everything. And they're asking my mom questions. And, and they're trying to do all these other things that I have never seen. It's like Grey's Anatomy live action. Like, I'm right there. I'm like, yo, these people are really doing something. What What am I going to do in my future? I want to do something like this or something relevant to this. Um, Am I doing that now as an adult? Um, Maybe, kind of, sort of, kind of. 
um, for y'all who know, for y'all that know my occupation, you can kind of say that it, um, it coincides with the whole medical field in a way, but yeah, I was, I was scared. I was terrified. I'm like, there's nothing that I can do to help my mother, but if these people can try and make sure that she's healthy, um, or figure out what's wrong with her, and ultimately they did, that's great. No amount of money, like, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to be rich and famous and sit in my house and do nothing, but to save a life, to reassure little children and other family members that this one family member is not going to die today is miraculous. Um, So what ended up happening was, um, usually my grandmother cooks, my great-grandmother cooks all the time, and she had cooked a little bit too much, so she told my mother to come by and get some food the night before. And my uh, great-grandfather would occasionally cook, like, the side dishes, so, like, he'll cook, like, the salad or um, the soups, and he had cooked... What did he get? Oh, a coleslaw. But he had put a little bit of raisins in the coleslaw. And my mother is allergic to raisins. So I guess he tried to pick out most of the raisins. And, you know, he's an old guy. So maybe he missed a few or whatever. And my mom ended up eating one. And she had an allergic reaction. Now, she already has had a health um history so i i've i've kind of trained myself to get ready for instances like this at 13 years old like i already trained myself to say okay one day my mom's gonna go to the hospital and she might not come back like that's that's me i had to i had to buck up like my shoulders were so strong at that point and so i'm just here like this encounter, though, this face-to-face encounter where I see her in this state, before the ambulance are able to take her to the hospital, it was just, like, right here. I'm like, wow, okay. And it did scare me a little bit, but I had to believe that she would be okay. And the steps that I t- had taken after that were good. And they led to her being healthy again and also led to me knowing what happened to her and how to prevent that from happening again so um my perspective on that now as an adult and taken away from that I would have to say there are going to be things that happen but the stuff that you take afterwards will end up completing the puzzle like you might not understand it at that time but when you take the steps after, like, I called 911, I let them know what type of medication she takes, I let them know what she ate, she wasn't able to tell them what she ate, and the medication that they gave her to make her feel better didn't allow her to remember, but just staying in tune with yourself and then communicating with anybody else who's a great resource or vessel that would allow that one person in need to be in a better state of mind or physical state and at that moment I realized hey I want to help people 
I want to help people. And it didn't necessarily have to be someone who was sick. It could be someone who's hungry, someone who's alone, someone who's sad, someone who's lost, someone who's uneducated, someone who doesn't understand. And I try and do that all the time, like through my podcast, I'm trying to help you guys understand me. I'm trying to help you guys understand that there are more than one way of looking at something or there are other people that are in even worse shoes than you. There are people who are in no shoes at all on their feet. So why stand there and complain about your situation and your status when all you can do is look up to people who are there reaching out to you and lending a hand? Um, another thing was when I... Uh, went to school, I ended up sharing this story with my teacher because I needed someone to talk. I didn't, I didn't know how to more say deal with this. I needed someone to talk. My mom was in the hospital for the next week after that. And that was the longest, the first time in the longest my mom has been in the hospital um, since she um, developed her, her health condition. Which had nothing to do with the the um the reaction to raisins. That was just like a trigger, I guess. And my great grandmother came to stay with me and my brother and take care of us. But I didn't have anyone to talk to to tell this story to. That this was bothering me. My mother was in the hospital for a week. I'm so used to coming home from school, seeing my mom there helping us with our homework, going playing outside, coming back upstairs, talking with her. Um, she makes us dinner, we, you know, yeah, and then out of nowhere, she's just gone for a week, so it was just like, I needed someone to talk to, so I told my teacher, and she was just like, yeah, what's going on, I noticed something's off with you, and those are the people who obviously are able to tell you more about yourself, and that's when I discovered, like, whoa, how she know this? This is weird. I'm used to just knowing everything about myself or my mom knowing everything about me. How is someone else able to detect that there is something off with my spirit? Something's off with my, my, my ability to comprehend anything, any new information in school because of something else that's happening with, um, to me in my life. And that's, that's the first time or around the first time where I realized that other things were influencing me becoming an older person being more conscious of myself I had to realize that I don't know everything about me other people might know more things about me than I do I know it sounds weird but like it's true she was like tell me tell me I'll help you we'll figure this out and I told her the whole story she ended up Sitting everybody on the rug, telling me to come up and stand next to her and, and tell them what happened. So, automatically, y'all know, in, in, this is like approaching the stage where we have to like do presentations and stuff like that. No one wanted to go first in a presentation, everyone has stage fright. 
when it came to presenting your project or talking in front of a class. So I'm like, why is she putting me on the spot? I don't really like this. I'm not in the mood for this. I'm at a, a moment of vulnerability, and you are just not helping. You told me you was going to help me. This is the exact opposite. I don't need anyone to know that I'm feeling this way. But as I told my story and I saw the way eyes and heads turned after people were just, you know, being rude and talking, I'm like, whoa. They're looking up to me because maybe if they were in this position, they wouldn't have been able to do what I did. Like, when I tell you, I, I did a lot. Like, after I called 911, I had to, I, first of all, I had to calm my brother down because he, he was frantic. And he really didn't understand um, my mom's medical condition, medical condition beforehand. So he was thinking that, like, oh, this is it. So I had to calm him down. Then I had to find the phone. I had to still make sure my mom, like, is responding and, and like, you know. Then I had to dial 911. I had to go downstairs and unlock the door for them. <sighs> I had to run back upstairs. I had to still make sure that she was conscious. I had to get all of her medicines out. I had to pack her back for the hospital. Um, it was just a lot. I had to call my grandmother. All this time, I'm still, I'm crying. The whole time, I'm crying. Um, when the paramedics come, I have to give her, give them the names of all her medicine, which I knew by heart. Um, yeah, yeah. They were actually telling me to sit down, like to relax, and yeah. So I told my story to the to the children and to the children, <laughs> like I wasn't a child at the time, but I told my story to the class and. My teacher was just like, you guys need to use her as an example. Anytime something like this happens, you um, you guys should call 911 and make sure that um, you, um, you're very communicate, uh, communi- <laughs> I don't know how to say this right. You're very cooperative with those people because they will help you and they will know how to help that person. And she was also like, she was also saying how what I did, um, like crying and all that stuff was okay. And I'm like, how is crying okay? Like I, I should have, I should have been stronger. And that's that. That was my reaction. I was like, how is crying okay? I shouldn't have been crying because that was just showing my weakness to one my brother and probably to my mom she was probably reacting more or having a harder time breathing knowing that i was in this state while she was in that state so i had to just i had to just realize that it's okay it's okay to be weak it's okay to cry one and two it's also okay to share your story because it can help people who will maybe be in that situation in the future or have been in that situation in the past and they're able to reflect and look at it in a different perspective (laughs) um so after i told my story everyone started clapping i'm like this ain't no story for you to be clapping on like what's going on and they were just like oh my gosh faith 
Uh, you're so brave. And I and that's another thing. I never wanted a pity a pity party. I don't like that. I don't like no pity. I don't want you to be sorry for me. I just want you to be supportive. Not sorry, supportive. You know, there's two two S words. Not sorry, supportive. Um and the next day I come to school and oh I might cry. Oh I come to school and the principal is in the room too. I'm like, what is going on? I don't need all this stress. Like, I just want my mama to come home. Um, yeah. And they had given me. I'm sorry, y'all. They had given me like a pile of notes. My my whole class had made letters and notes for my mom in the hospital and the principal also uh made gave me a a card and my teacher and they were just like this is for your mom and we hope that she gets better (laughs) it was like we hope that she gets better and uh we just want to congratulate you for just being so strong and in doing the right thing because you saved her life and I didn't even look at it like that. I just looked at it like, I don't know. And I was just 13. <laughs> I was like, I didn't save nobody's life. How could I save somebody's life? I'm, I'm only a, a, a middle schooler. I don't, I don't deserve all this. Uh, oh, wow. It really took me back to that day. Like, And I just realized that, like, hey... I saved a life. That's that's brilliant. Like no one could no one could give that to me and no one can take that away from me. And that that was one of the greatest gifts. And I was just like, "Thank you." I took the letters, I looked through all of them and then I brought them to my mom. And when she had come came out of the hospital, she came to the class to thank them and everything. And it was just, it was just a big deal for me. Like I will never, ever forget that. Ever, 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 ever. Yes, it was what almost nine years ago. Nine, yeah, it was nine years ago. Nine, ten years ago. And I just, I just know that I'm gonna carry that for the rest of my life. Like something that was so sad and and heartbroken got transformed into something that allowed me to be on some type of pedestal and example for people and even like the way the teacher looked at me as if I was some type of superhero I'm like yeah chill chill (laughs) like chill I don't want all of that and I just I just use that all the time that although these stories and things that people go through might be upsetting and sad. In that position, I feel like 22-year-old me, I would have, uh, I probably wouldn't have done it that way. Like, I probably would have been crying. I probably would have tried to do CPR myself, which probably wouldn't have worked um, because of the fact that, like, when you're in traumatic shock, like, it's different is different and because I love my mom so much 
so, 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 so much. And given the amount of time between then and now and the experience I had with my mom, oh, oh, yeah, I would have been more, uh, I don't know how to say this, oh, more responsive to my brother, more responsive to my brother because, like, he could have helped also, and I could have like, I don't know, I could have decreased my energy and allowed him to take part in this if it were to have happened again. But that's the only thing that I think I probably would have changed was just allowing my brother to have some type of um, participation, if you will, in the situation, like allowing him to remember half of the medications and I remember the other half because I remember like all 13. No, it wasn't 13. Was it 14? 14. Uh, 15. 15. 15. She had 15 medications. So I would have just like allowed him to remember some and I remember the other. I would have told him to go downstairs and I would have stayed with my mom. Like, but I did everything on my own. Like I just, and that's one thing that I probably would have, uh, if I had a, a time travel machine, you know, I would have popped right in there and went back and done that. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like the paramedics and stuff like they were they were very cool they were very cool cool meaning like calm and responsive to the situation and that's what I liked and that's what inspired me to want to help people um just the calmness just because if something bad happens like what's your reaction your reaction is like oh quick in a hurry or fast haste do it like get it done like hurry up like you know they were just they came in they were calm they were asking questions that was cool i'm like how are these people so awesome like and they they put her in the iv they gave her oxygen they knew exactly what to do and i know most of the things in life like whatever occupation that we end up being in the future or anything we end up doing it's not always going to be perfect but if we do it to the best of our ability, those around us will be able to see that it's something we're passionate about. So whether we do it perfect or mess up, because we're human, we still have a motive and we still have this ambition to make sure that what we're doing gets done. And it's just like, okay, cool. We always have this target, this goal. And... It really doesn't matter how we get there. To be honest, it really doesn't matter. Like, unless you make it matter, it really doesn't matter how we get there. As long as we get there and we do it. And to some extent, everyone's eyes matter, like I said, to some extent. But there will also be a time where whoever's watching you doesn't matter. In this case, I was watching them, so it didn't matter because... I use that in most of the situations that happened to me afterwards. I remember, I can, like, if I close my eyes right now, I can see 
the firefighter coming through my door with the oxygen tank, looking around to find my mother, trying to navigate his way around a house he's never been in before, bending his head because he was he was kind of tall, bending his head to go underneath um, the archway of my, my living room, using his big boots to stomp his way into the house, making a mess on the floor, okay, yes, but something so traumatic like that you're able to key into certain details and that's why I really and then after that I realized like my teacher that's why she looked at me like that because she was like how do you with all this going on how are you able to remember all of that I don't know I don't know I truly I don't know like if I knew the answer guys I would tell you but like See, Jeremiah tell me not to tell you. But I I mean if I if I knew I would tell you. <laughs> um yeah. It was just it was just it was just I don't know. It was it was a good thing and a bad thing that happened to me because I became stronger and as life went on, I'm like I'm going to be that firefighter. I don't know this house. I'm coming up here to help somebody, right? With that oxygen tank and my big heavy boots. And I don't know this house. But I'm going to navigate around this house to find that person that needs me. So this is figuratively. Kind of. To find this person that needs me. Because I'm so passionate about my job and what I want to do. Which is help people. And the eyes that are watching me. Which is, in that case, watching the firefighter. Which is me and my brother. Will one day look up to me or remember the uh a certain blurry image of me helping the one person that they care about and i was like wow and then another strong image that played a big role in my life at that time obviously was my um my grandmother she came and she stayed with us she cooked for us like that whole week and she she did not drive so we didn't have too much opportunity to go to the hospital and see my mother. We only saw her once in the whole week. And I'm like, okay. This woman is is also a superhero, maybe. She she prayed with us. Before we went to sleep, she was like, let's pray for your mom. Let's do this. Because this is what's going to help. And I'm thinking to myself, because at that time, obviously I was very... uh. I was approaching my teen, so I'm just like, ah, oh, Grandma, we gotta pray right now. I'm tired. Um, can I watch Wild and Out first? Cause like one more episode, and then we could pray. Like I don't really want to do all of this. I just. And she was like, No. She was like, No. We're gonna pray so your mother can come out of this hospital, and you and your brother get down on your knees, and. We're going to say our prayers. And we did. We said our prayers. And we said amen. After to seal it. And to be honest. I went to sleep. Like. With less burden. Like less. Stress I can say. And I was able to. Like just sleep. Without worrying about her. Or if she's in pain at the moment. Or if she's eating. 
nasty hospital food or, or if they're giving her something that she actually likes to eat or like think about things like that at 13 before you're gonna go to school at eight o'clock or go catch the bus at eight o'clock in the morning like that's not something i i had fun doing guys like that was not fun and i'm like all right cool i'm just gonna handle this like my grandmother said i'm gonna pray and when i prayed all this all these worries and everything went away also, if I knew how, I would tell you, but I'm telling you what I know and everything. So, I, um, I was very grateful for her, for that. And just now, like, being an adult, looking back at myself, whew, whew, like, who's that girl? Like, how, who... What? Was I like a puppet? Was there some type of... Uh, some type of supernova person who... Or a thing or something that created me. That was just allowing me to take each step stronger than the last. To become who I am today. And I'm like, okay... All right, I'm finding myself. I'm discovering myself. I told y'all, these 10 years from 11 to about 21, from 12 to about 22, they're intense. They are intense. It's who I am. It's why I do what I do. It's why I say what I say. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. And I, tr- like, trust me, my next season, my next season is not going to be like this. This is, this is a, this is an intro to who I am. This is an intro to some parts of my life. So, by y'all listening to this story that I guess most of you have known me for about 10 years. And this is, this is what you don't know. <laughs> And I'm sharing this now because I feel like it's what it's the best time to. It's the best time to because I'm feeling growth within myself. And I feel like I just want to share that. So whether people's listening or not listening, amen. Eventually, this recording is not going nowhere. So eventually, in my future, I'll listen to me. And I'll be perfectly fine with that, to be honest. Um, thank you so much for listening. To be honest, it's 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 not easy. I know I'd be talking and talking and talking and talking, and I'm still not used to this podcast life. Um, I'm still trying to work on my grammar and my vocabulary, everything, and how to just express my feelings during that time. And. <laughs> It's not. It's not easy, but I enjoy it. It's fun. It's great to, it's great to try and embrace things, and because they really happen, and there's nothing that I can do to change that. There's nothing that I can do to go back and fix it. But I can imagine, and I can think about things or ways that um, I can allow that to happen. And I hope that you are able to take something from this as well. 
and you will hear back from me in my next episode. Have an amazing time accepting yourself and who you are and that the past cannot be changed. See you later.